0: Do you know this is your fault? This this is my fault. I wasn't
1: satisfied with the kitchen. I was like, yo, we got to promote your album. It's coming up. (laughs) We got to get a conversation going, long form. It was perfect. And then, I don't know, it just turned into, well, let me get one mic. Let me get two mics at first. Remember, because I said I wasn't going to do guests.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you was going to be down here by yourself. Everybody
1: was like, oh, let me get on. I'm still going to do videos. I'm still going to do content by myself. But.
0: Yeah, so welcome. Why don't you tell the people who you are? Yeah, Gil Thompson from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Lived in Philly for like eight to ten years of my life. Had a lot of experience down here and came back and um, started high school in 10th grade, William Allen. And that's where like I really, really fell in love with hip hop. And it was like, it's kind of like that classic story at the flagpole. My boy John Will, shout out to John Will him and him and his boy Nick and I actually mentioned that on the album it's funny. And um they were freestyling yeah. and I was just like, yo, I should write something. He was like, he's like, "Bro, go do that shit." So I like took me like 3 hours to write eight bars. Like Did
1: you mentioned a telephone pole? You guys would meet at the telephone pole Yeah, yeah
0: it's like it was right at the um the flag pole, actually after school. Like they were always freestyle and I would just watch and I was like, "Yo, I want to write something." John Wells was like, "Yo, do that shit." So I like, took mad hours. I think it took me like four or five hours to write eight bars because it was so hard. I never trained that that part of my brain before. Right, right. And I did it and I came back and I, was, I spit a little and they responded. I was like, yo. And Johnny was like, yo, keep doing that shit. And I was like, word. So then I got, I just kept doing it. Then I went back, you know, went into the history. And I was like, who can I study to get nice? And then I just started studying everybody. And that's how yeah. my whole journey started with it.
1: Name some people who who you study. I mean, I know, but tell
0: tell some of our younger well, listeners. Well, the person that made me fall in love with hip hop, that grabbed my heart first, is Pac because the emotion in it. But once I got into the, I would say, on the MC inside, the first rapper that I ever wanted to be like was Method Man. Because yeah. I loved his voice and his cadence. Shout like out it was, to Yes. Yeah, oh, my God. It was just so much. Um, it was so captivating to me. And especially when him and Redman did the Blackout album, the Rockwilder. That's one of my favorite songs. You put that song on now, I'm going to go nuts. His microphone checker is yeah. so electric. Like the way <laughs> he does it, he just sounds fire. And like then I went into like a cannabis phase for a while. All no, the real
1: technical lyrical oh stuff. Yeah,
0: my style of rhyming is ancient, like Aztecs and Mayas, because I recognize it's all about time and being my freestyle lines. Practicing African voodoo science. I was like,
1: "Yo, this dude is crazy!" <laughs> like, so he had me going
0: nuts. And then, and then I then I went into the knives. Niza. The has been my favorite ever since. Once I started really dissecting all his shit and common. I think if you could kind of blend my style in general, because I don't sound like anybody. I would say a combination of a more common personality but Nas is kind of writing style if anything and then I blend a whole bunch of other shit in there but yeah Nas has been my favorite because Illmatic is my favorite hip-hop album of all time
1: Illmatic yeah Yeah. I can of all see it's hard for me to place my hip-hop of all time but that makes sense that's about the the natural progression for some of our younger listeners I don't know if they realize how influential rap was oh my god it was a culture it was a movement and we had studied you know the 80s the cool g raps we had studied the the rock kim's the people that kind of invented the culture and then as we're adapting it in the 2000s what was uh when when did eight mile come out was that 2001
0: i think that was it was 2002 yeah 2002 because slim shady lp was 99 Marshall Mather was 2000. I remember that because that was the year it was competing with Supreme Clientele, but Ghostface. So then 2002 was Eminem show. And that was around the time he did eight mile. All right. So yeah, 2002 It's 20 years, bro. Yeah. That's crazy, 20, yo. a little over twenty years. Yo, that's crazy. It's insane. That's why I hear
1: people clown Eminem and stuff, and they're like, "Dude, just the fact that he's still doing it, you know what I mean?" It's like that's it's like crazy. trying to break down
0: God did verse,
1: oh yeah, and be like,
0: "Oh, dude, just at that level alone, yeah. at that age." I remember when Jay Z did the Kingdom Come album when he first came back after the Black album when he his fake retirement. I remember I seen an interview with um with Redman that year. He was, and he said this then, this is before Jay-Z became a billionaire. Redman was like, man, if I was making Jay-Z money, I wouldn't be rapping like that. Are you crazy? And this is Redman. Everybody loves Redman, especially from the 90s, a super stone cold legend. He said that then, and Jay-Z, like, kept rapping after that. You know, so I was just like, if Redman could say that shit, and he got all the credibility in the world, it shows you that Jay-Z just has something in him that he wants to continue to prove excellence. I mean, shout out to Hove on that one. Yeah, shout
1: out to Hove. Definitely. Well, you got your own excellence to prove. We're promoting Writing the Heel drop in October 24th, right?
0: Yeah, October 24th. What's the significance of that date? Uh, It's uh, it's my mother's birthday. Um, R.I.P. to my mom. She passed away October um, 21st of um, 2019. So um, ever since then, I went through a whole bunch of like internal stuff that I needed to work out. And writing this album definitely helped me through it. It's very therapeutic. Because um, I lost a lot of people in my life, but when I lost my mom, that shit broke me and I had to go to therapy. I took 12 week courses, learned, did a lot of reading, learned about how to reprogram my mind and my own feelings, because at the end of the day, nobody's going to pull you out that hole but yourself. You can have people that love you, that support you, can be there for you but until you make the internal decision that I want to get out of this and do certain routines every day to try to pull yourself out with positive energy taking right. action to right, right. legitimately do things you're gonna stay in that hole and i was like you know what i wake up and i was like i have a wife and two beautiful children that need me so i can't keep falling down this hole so i started climbing out not to paraphrase one of my song titles and all, but i had to I had to literally climb out that shit and it took me a while but through the process i was writing and I was like, you know what? Let me get these emotions out because I need to. And this album helped me a lot with that. It lets me put stuff in perspective once it was down on wax. So yeah, can't wait for everybody here. And the that's 24th awesome, is man. her birthday. So shout out to mommy. Oh man, she's, she's, <laughs>
1: she's loving this. She's yeah. loving this. No, that's great. I did get a chance to get a sneak. That's funny. So we put together the album cover, which you're seeing here. That's going to be released. So uh, this podcast will probably come out either a week before or right around the same time as the release date. It'd be great if I can get everything edited and put out right beforehand. So this is a promo piece for people to, so at the time of listening this, it'll either be out now or out in a couple of days. So we'll make that available. So why don't you go into, I I think you touch on some good things. Hearing the album, this seems to be more of a, a story of growth and healing. There's a big difference in the first half of the album versus the second half of the album.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. This shit starts off like confused and angry. <laughs> the, I mean, just the first, the intro is called Circles of Insanity. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like just the chaos is going on in my mind and how like I'm I'm trying to wrestle through the idea of instead of staying in that zone, I gotta do something to get it out of my head. You know, which kind of goes into track two, Break Your Face. Where it's literally just like anger and how i deal with people um because you know when you come from the hood and hood mentality and you get older you try not to be so reactive you try to um take in the situation and think about it before you execute your emotions but when you're young you got that that energy in you You just react sometimes so it's kind of me battling the fact of all right i'm older now so i can't just be aggressive every two seconds i got kids to raise i got right, right. responsible shit i have to do <laughs> you know so it's just kind of like me wrestling with those emotions like, yo, just let me in my own space. You do you, I do me. But if you push me there, I could take it somewhere. And that's, that's why I, at the end of that track when I'm like, you know what? I, I need to vent it and write down, sink my teeth into a herd of MCs and bite down. The Cypher track. Yeah, herd of MCs and bite down. That was the
1: last track. That was the last, last line. Literally the last
0: line. So was, then I go into the next track where I'm just barring dudes up and, and bevel boy. So it's kind of like a process of like circles of insanity, everything's going crazy. Yo, I need to get this out. And then I'm venting literally my anger and personal conversations with people. And and then you know what? Let me let me let me vent it through hip hop. And then I go onto my site for stuff and I'm sunning MCs. You know what I mean? So it's it's a process of me letting out this anger, becoming more self aware and just kind of being honest with myself and taking accountability. Yeah, accountability for, track five, right? Yeah, here. for my own my own personal like um My my place in all this, like I know the world might have done stuff to me, but how did I react to it? Was it in the most positive way? Was it in the most helpful way? Was it um that I come from a place of love? Like a mantra that me and my wife use every day now is bathe in gratitude and lead with love. And I we repeat that gratitude, yeah. Yeah, we do that every day. So I try to I try to do that. Yo, this situation pissed me off. How can I lead with love through it? And if you approach everything in life like that, you're going to go towards a more positive answer. And that's what yeah. I try to do. Even when I'm angry, I try to ask myself that. How can I lead with love in this conversation? And how can I bathe in gratitude of the things that I do have, even if I don't have everything I want? So it's just a, a constant process of like wash, rinse, repeat of getting better and um, yeah, putting my mind in a better state because I want to reach that 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 mental level of gamma that monks are at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You no, know, where they just be at peace all day. Like those are the those are my heroes. <laughs> like I wanna be where they at doing like Man. crazy stuff all day where they're just like in their zen. head they're eating
1: ice cream. Yeah, for real. It doesn't <laughs> matter what's going on. they just they don't even have to smile about it.
0: There's like anarchy everywhere, but there's just like perfect zen in their brains. It's it's crazy. It's amazing. Well, no, I think
1: that's great to be able to flip the
0: perspective. Like you said, lead with
1: love. Uh that was part of the reason, you know, that it was a hard decision not to make this a hip hop podcast. <laughs> I was going to have the, I will not lose the Jay-Z cleared It was going to drop the beat, everything, <laughs> oh, everything. Real? But then I thought, you know what? It's really just a matter of the, the, I will not lose the stories of successes learned from failures. So flipping it, not necessarily Musk landing the spaceship on Mars, but what comes before when he failed in PayPal, what led him to become the person that now he can land a spaceship on Mars. Mm. Does that make sense? And it's really just the opportunity to find the success in mm. everything that you may look at as a failure.
0: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's always a process. And, and the thing people have to be comfortable with and recognizing that it's okay to be a work in progress. Many people think, well, I've done all this stuff and I have became aware I'm not naive to certain information anymore. So I should just know better and do better, which is true but you got to take an accountability that you're still a human being. You're not going to be 100% all the time, even after you know, positive information. Why It's because we have a lot of habits that you did for years. Think about if you were like a, uh, just a prick for like 20 years. And then you met a really nice person that touched your soul and made you really want to be better. You're so used to being a prick that yes, it's going to take you a while to get out of those habits. It just yeah. is like all that stuff, your daily habits and all. And I explained this to everybody is, you know, Whenever you drive somewhere every day and sometimes during your drive, your commute, whether it's to work or a friend's house, like you might lose time for like five to 10 minutes. But you be like, wow, I don't even remember driving here. But your body still did. That's all yeah, in yeah. your cerebellum. Like that's where all your habits are. So you're like, well, how can I retrain my cerebellum to become more actively aware and present in the moment? And that's what your cortex is. You got to be in you got to do habits. That get you in the zone, so that when you are relaxed and when you are on autopilot, your autopilot is doing positive shit, yeah, and that's gonna change your whole re- physical reality, things of that nature. So that's why I would just do stuff when I wake up in the morning. I wake up like I don't have to be to work till well six forty five a.m. Now I'm waking up at like three forty five because I'm not a morning person, but I know that about myself, so I'm not gonna wake up at five fifteen. Oh man, you know I wake up at three forty five. I get up. I do my my four seven eight breathing. I say daily mantras to myself. You know what I mean. I, I read my positive affirmations. I get myself right. I get my coffee, my water. I sit there and just I'm present before I even get on my phone. I don't get on my phone for like almost an hour or whatever. Yeah, that just been a big one. I need to be at peace because I deal with so many different energies at work, and then when you come home, I'm I'm a husband and a father. My kids want to tell me about their day. My wife wants to vent to me or tell me about her day. And I need to be present for those things, especially the people you love. So I got to put myself in a mental space where I can handle all of those energies. And you got to be honest with yourself. If you are more of an introvert person, you got to know that, all right, there's a but so much energy I could take within the course of a day. So I need to set myself up for success. I can't yeah. just, all right, yeah. I know I'm an introvert, but I'm putting myself around people every two seconds. You got it. You got to like work yourself towards that. And that, I think the the biggest thing people need to do is be honest with themselves and know how to kind of work into that. You know what I mean? Oh, that makes
1: sense, man. Yeah. Dropping, dropping some, some wisdom. You yeah. remind me, I just finished a book this year called The Upward Spiral. Are you familiar mm. with it? I've heard of it, but I'm not. I haven't read it. I wish I knew the author. It was one of those ones that I, I flew through. But it talks about the different patterns that you can get that lead you further and further towards depression. And the Mm. upward spiral is just little things like taking a walk. Not only did you get a little bit of exercise, but if it's a sunny day, you got some sun, you got Mm. some vitamin D. It's just different things to wire. And you use the analogy about driving. One of the things they mentioned is you ever notice how like you realize every light that you don't make you don't realize that you just passed four green lights. You just realize that one red light. Yeah, Your brain actually gets into a pattern of recognizing the negative things. And the further you get towards depression, you start to remember bad things. So mm. I'm to the point now, if I find myself aware of just thinking about, like, I'll think about an argument from 13 years ago. It wasn't even <laughs> a serious argument. It's just all of a sudden. And I'll be like, wait a second. So maybe my brain's trying to tell me something. Yeah. Maybe I need to. To do this, oh man. It was
0: like the level of petty is still there.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. I wish one could come to my mind, but I honestly i just throw it out. It doesn't do any benefit there, but it lets me realize and recognize this is help
0: too. You got a smartwatch, yeah? Well, uh, well not uh, yeah, I got me a Fitbit because I track my steps or whatever. Yeah, oh,
1: there you go. Yeah, steps so, is a big one.
0: Oh my god, yeah. I probably get like 15,000 a day.
1: 15,000, yeah.
0: Do you work on your feet. Yeah, I'm on my feet all day. I'll get just 12 at work and I'll come home. Like if I work out or if it's a workout day, then I'll probably end closer to 20. Maybe (laughs) I don't
1: even think I get 15,000. I've got 16,000 once, but I was dealing with a lot of anxiety. I use this to track if my pace is too fast. Mm. I'll know from my data before I'll know from my actual
0: oh the way Physical you'll feel oh, yeah, wow. yeah i
1: won't know like am i over caffeinated am i anxious i won't know that right away i'll have to look oh you hit your daily step limit by like 11 a.m Oh, maybe that's crazy <laughs> yo i remember
0: the one day 30,000 steps 12 p.m <laughs>
1: like damn <laughs> no even when i run my steps don't go that crazy like when i was running three miles a day i think i was only averaging like nine or ten thousand steps a day really i would get most of well i mean i'm at an office most of the other
0: oh time. yeah yeah that's my, true that's true
1: my uh watch tells me to get up and go walk it'll tell mm-hmm. me to do upward stretches or something watch is gonna go off during the podcast i'll, I'll be like <laughs> wait uh-oh but uh no man so that's crazy so hip-hop is a a crazy force and it's amazing how it comes full circle to allow you to i mean if you think about it, a lot of rappers talk about the self-expression that hip-hop allows you to have they're mm-hmm. like look it didn't teach me and don't get me wrong man there was some people who were like yo, know, they heard that pop verse and they got a different message they were like i gotta pick up a 38 and we gotta roll and ride <laughs> on these enemies right now like yeah, for real. it didn't influence i'm not gonna get out here and say hip-hop did everything but focusing on the good parts of it i mean it's uh i wish i could quote the line you know classified canadian rapper oh yeah
0: yeah, yeah. he produces too something he did, like yeah. he, put,
1: he puts out a ton of work but uh, he had said something about that. It never made me want to pick up a gun. It made me not ashamed of who I was or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah,
0: he's nice. I haven't heard some of his stuff in a while. But yeah, I remember bumping some of his shit at least like five, seven years ago. I had an album. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was fire. I can't remember the name. It, but he's dope. Yeah, I bought he's definitely, a couple of his. Yeah, he's dope. It's just crazy. Yeah, hip hop is just, it's an incredible thing because like I used to be one of those more um, jaded guys that you know you grew up in a certain sound and you like it to be that way but then once you start living and getting out into the world and you see how different bops and vibes influence people and the energy surrounding it, it makes you appreciate it more if you were in your house all day And you like, if you like, I don't like club songs, but you don't never go out, then you can't appreciate it. (laughs) If you go to a club and you see certain energy and you see people enjoying themselves, having a really good time and it's great energy and they mouthing all the words, I'm like, yo, like this is different. Yo, it is. And it makes you appreciate it. Oh yeah. Same thing. Like I remember like, like when the Meek intro came out, I was just like, yo, this is dope. But once I seen, I was in a a setting and you see like 50 people mouthing it word for word, you be like, This is something different to the point when the Eagles won a championship, they walked, they ran out to that shit. I was like, Oh, this shit is different. You know what I mean? So that sometimes you got to be out in the world to experience shit. Somebody could tell you all you want, but if you don't feel it, then it's like that. That's why I I suggest before you criticize certain styles of music, go exist in that energy of where it's at its peak at and then come talk to me because i am like, wow. It feels a lot different. It makes you appreciate different styles of music a lot better. Once I did that, I stopped being as jaded. <laughs> yeah. And then I was- you to get
1: out of Philly for
0: a little bit. Yeah, I was like, yo, let me chill, y'all. I'm bugging right now. What about
1: out West? You ever been out West?
0: No. I, I love that
1: music, man. Kendrick Lamar, J-Rock. Yeah. They've been rocking the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. I love, I love I Kendrick. Anything that sounds like that, just with that West Coast bop. They, yeah. they, West Coast did a great job of instrumentally sounding the same. Even, even Nipsey. And Nipsey got that West Coast vibe and you hear it and you're just like, that's a West Coast beat, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick, he's probably my favorite of this new generation. like of the leaders, you know, it's always between like Drake, J. Cole and Kendrick. Like, like they're Mm -hmm. all doing their thing. But Kendrick Lamar, and I think it's with me personally, why I probably love him the most, because I'm a person that if you do something that I think is like extremely hard to do that other people can't do, I admire it so much. I'm like, wow, yeah. like, how did you do that? Where most people don't give a shit about that. And I, that's fine. But me personally, like, when he did, like, To Pimp a Butterfly, or the way you put together Good Kid, Mad City, like, those are very Just complex, yesterday. highly detailed albums. If you listen to that shit in headphones and you all the sounds and shit going through, I'm like, yo, this shit took a long time to put together. Like, this oh, yeah. is masterful. Dude, that switch up in Good Kid, Mad City. This is crazy, bro. And when I I got that, I was like, yo, this generation ain't doing shit like that. They get a beat and they rap over it. And if they killed it, they killed it. Oh, this beat's dope. These bars are dope. Kendrick could have the the track one flowing into track 15 and track two connected to this shit. I was like, this dude is different, bro. So that's the only reason why I appreciate him. Because I know in order to do what he's doing, you really got to put a lot of thought into it. It's not just I walked into the studio and spit a hot verse. And that's why I could I appreciate him more, like out of this generation of rappers. Well, he
1: got so many features. I just heard him on Classic Man. That Jaydena John.
0: Oh yeah, I heard
1: him on that. I heard him on like he was back on like with ASAP Rocky and Drake. Yeah, on fucking problems. (laughs) <laughs> I you remember. know what i mean like he's just but he was on uh then i walked into wawa I get a sandwich and i hear taylor swift bad blood and i was oh, like yeah. that's
0: right he was on a remix of that that's funny yeah i was just talking to my daughter about this. she was like wait kendrick was on the track with with taylor so i was like yeah, it was a while ago though that's funny yeah. that you brought i was literally just talking about that yesterday with my daughter that's funny for as
1: little as he drops he stays relevant in every conversation
0: yeah even right. the album he dropped this year on mr and the big steppers like that was very like deep and detailed and the, the story he told about his own healing and therapy and stuff like that. Like, I really enjoyed that story. I
1: haven't given like, wow. a deep dive
0: yet. I was like, wow, and the, yo, the track Mother I Sober, bro, it's like towards the end, it's like right for the last, right? That is one of the deepest songs I heard in the last five years to talk about the stuff that directly relates to the black community and stuff with molestation and stuff, the diving in that how wanting went into his family and people don't talk about that. People having sex with their family members. I was like, that's crazy. N- n- niggas don't talk about that shit, yo. They They, like, and the fact that he went there and talked about, like, I was like, wow, bro. And it sounded so vulnerable. That song touched me, y'all I was like, wow, like, he's different. So you could do a turn up song all you want. You could do a fifty million, but that song is better than like fifty turn up songs. Today. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Because that shit's oh, yeah. gonna
0: be around forever. People do not get that vulnerable music. Well, he or...
1: leaves in the room on it for an album. Yeah, he, he's like... able to carry that buzz that they want him to drop something else. He'll he'll get the features if he had. You got to think about it. Back in the day, you dropped twelve tracks. If you didn't have three bangers to run it until yeah. your next album, you had to. You, they had it all planned out. Yeah. You were in the club, and then you had, dude. Albums followed the same format. That's one thing that I love about newer hip hop. It's not that same. Okay, we got three skits. It's going to be <laughs> verse, chorus, verse. No, nope. we're going to have the ja Rule Ro- Ro- track over the on place. number three. track. <laughs> <Ja Rocher. laughs> yeah, no, for real. You yeah. always had to have like, a, and then to the point. If you listen to Jaws' last albums, it was just hit after hit after hit. Oh it was like we had throw his album on at the party and play it front to back.
0: Yo, I can't remember the last time I listened to Jaw Rule. That shit is crazy. He did do good at the verses though. What was it against Fat Joe? I think it was. Jaw Rule and Fat. Was it Fat Joe? I think it was. I think it was Fat Joe. They, they did the verses. I think it was like last year or so.
1: Excuse me a second.
0: Yeah, I I didn't get to watch it, but everybody was saying Ja Rule did really good and it made him realize how many hits he had back in the day. He was like, you know what? Ja was my dude. Yo, I heard a lot of nah, people say, you know, that.
1: see what it is, is it was our dude in middle school. It yeah. was we were a little bit. I'm thirty five. You're what? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah. Yeah. So you were you were in what? High school when Ja was out. Yeah, like yeah. when I,
0: like, I just yeah, just graduated. I'm not just graduated.
1: talking about like Ashanti and Ja Rule. I'm talking about when he was putting out like yelling murder all oh, the time. Like holla
0: Holla. Yeah, that was the Veni 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 album. Yeah. Yeah. That was like 99, I think.
1: I want to say I was in eighth grade when that came out.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember that. that. That's when he was getting a lot of DMX um comparisons. So he had to switch it up. <laughs>
1: I was just gonna say that DMX that reminds me he be praying on the album and stuff yeah. just that
0: whole and Then he switched it up and came back with every little thing that we do and, every, yeah. and everyone's like yo and then he had his own shit and then he just he did his hits or whatever that's funny Ja Rule <laughs> dude I, I was at his concert this year why that was, was a great
1: it? that was a great time. Oh, it was,
0: it was good. A
1: great time. I
0: I I was I was scared about that. I was like, damn, is he is he gonna go out there and embarrass Because you never know. No, like, Ashanti get older. Ashanti
1: carried it, All but right. no, he had he had energy the whole time. The whole, the
0: whole time. Oh, he did. Oh, that's what's yep. up. Ja did his thing.
1: Yep then then was like all right we gonna do it how we really gonna do it take his shirt off and stuff (laughs) like that show his wing tattoos and stuff i was like all right that's right i gotta remember it's like if i go to a drake concert oh yeah he's not there for the dudes yeah
0: facts facts
1: it's john didn't make music for dudes after for
0: the last 20 22 years yeah he's just been making hits for the for the woman the ladies it's all good though He made his money
1: yeah i ain't mad at
0: you he made his money that's crazy it's oh.
1: wild to get somebody, but that's why you got to go with the, like the fact that he's still doing music. Uh, this generation knows him for Fire Festival. Did you know that?
0: Oh yeah, that that shit that went left. Yeah, I heard about that. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I didn't dive into left. it. I didn't dive into it, but I was just like, because I don't really, I don't really be following like stuff John ja Ruby doing like that anymore. But if anything, the the people that I, I probably listen to the most, that would be of the probably like Griselda. With like
1: Conway, like Conway, Benny, and Westside
0: Gun. Like I love them, or like even Trust with like Thirty Eight Special, Ransom, and Shay Noir. Like I, I listen to a lot of the underground. Thirty Eight Special. I don't know. You're gonna have to send me some links. Yeah, he's he's dope. He's a. They're all dope. It's just like bars, shit that we came up on more grimy instrumentals, things of that nature. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's. That's who I'll be listening to. Matter of fact, on my way here, I was listening to Tana Talk 4. Shout out to Benny the Butcher. Oh man. I was listening to Tana Talk 4. I was like, yo. He's shit. on that,
1: that, that Conway feature on the new Dangerman, on the new Danger Mouse. What's the one with Con? I think it's called Saltwater.
0: Oh, yeah. Towards the end of the album. I know what you're talking yeah. about. The, the cheat codes album. yeah. <laughs> yo, Black Thought spazzed on that album. Something wrong with him, man. I don't think he's human. He has to be alien or something. Like, how do you just. <laughs> He just keep getting better. Dude,
1: if you just came out and was like, he was like Asperger's or somewhere on the spectrum where just like language, like that was his gift. Yeah, he just,
0: I don't know. he just different. It don't matter what era he in, he just kills shit. Like I still, every once in a while, I just go back and watch that 10 minute flex freestyle. And I'm just like, yo, I think he did it like, it was like two, three years ago now when he did that. And he just spit for 10 minutes straight. Like I
1: don't know if I could reference that.
0: No breaks is on flex. Look up the, the. Black Thought, Flex Freestyle. I think it was in the last three years. Word. Nope. That shit is crazy. Ten minutes straight, just boom, boom. I was like, bro. You did
1: that on the Tipping Point album. That was when I oh, really the, the got web, into Black Thought. The web, was, the yeah, web And then uh, Boom. I think it went from Web yeah. was like number six and Boom was number seven. Or Black Thought like is
0: different. That's why, and that that's the only, I'm going to be honest, that's the only. Thing about me that's still a little bit jaded about my time when people talk to me about new rappers i'll be like yo go listen to this black thought freestyle that he just did two years ago this dude been out since the night tell me if anybody you like is messing with him and i'm pretty sure the answer is gonna be no <laughs> you know I'm yeah. so i'm like and that's why i was like that's the only time i'm jaded like when it comes to just a skill level if you're saying well i like this person's music better because i like turn up stuff or i like a different vibe i'm cool with that Cause you know, yeah. I mean, you can like any vibe you want, but when you talk about lyricism, that's specific. You're talking about bars, cadence, flow, punchlines. You know, you're talking about something very specific. Then you start getting to like Black Thought, maybe a Lupe Fiasco territory, where these dudes are just advanced their mind. Or if you want to go into more freestyle, look up King Loes. Look up King any Los, any yes. freestyle King Loes does. He's probably the best freestylist I've ever heard. Like this dude is incredible. I think I seriously believe that. If you scanned his brain, there's probably a chip in there, you know, I mean, there's, there's somewhere there has to be a chip because I don't understand how he can freestyle like that fluidly and that complex on the spot. I've, I'm like... Yo. That's what I'm wondering.
1: I, wonder. I got to wonder how much of is it is. Now, what I, I did do... I didn't write for two years back in my journey when I rapped. Mm. When, I, when I got to college, I stopped writing and I only exercised the freestyle. Mm. And it is a muscle. It's something yeah, different. That, you got you got the studio, you got performance, and you got freestyling. And you can only choose two of those. <laughs> I'm serious. serious. Even, even Drake. Come on. Yeah. You never heard Drake coming off the top with stuff. He yeah. He puts out... I produce tracks and allegedly as a ghostwriter, I don't know. I I mess with Drake, but it's, it's not cared about as much as it used to be. I mean, even yeah. if you talk about you talk to some local rappers in this area, they're on some, you know, you're kind of allowed to steal. You don't have to yeah. sound like yourself. And that's, what's so funny. I go and I play stuff. I play uh, tracks that I recorded 10 years ago nobody was trying to hear the way i was rapping 10 years ago but there's a market for it now it's so funny my son i stopped rapping for my son so i could be there for him and he's like man you should never stop rapping man it's like
0: well damned if you do damned if you don't right yeah no it's 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 crazy though just with the whole um just the it's the bar concept of like MCs and stuff i I just see it through, through a different lens. Like, you could like any type of music you want. Only time I personally um, challenge people is I want them to be specific in what you like. You know what I mean? Like, be specific yeah. and articulate in what you actually mean. Because somebody could say something like, say if you sell drugs heavy on the street, and somebody like, yeah, I sold a pack, da-da-da-da-da. I got the ratchet, I got bitches with me, da-da-da-da-da. And they can say it in the most simple format, but they said something that you do every day, right? People are like, yo, this dude is nasty. And they'll be like, he's he's nastier <laughs> than black thought. I'll be like, no, you're using the wrong terminology. You relate yeah. to that more. Yeah, Say yeah, the yeah, word yeah. relate. Don't say he's nice. Because if we look, if somebody goes da 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 Right. And you're like, OK, that's a simple rhyme scheme. By definition, you look it up. It's a simple rhyme scheme. And then if you hear somebody going "I go drastic flow, have it master the rap shit with graphical taxes and, and you start hearing words yeah. connect. That is, by definition, a more complex rhyme scheme. So you can't right, right. say that takes more skill than that. You just can't. Like so you got to say, I relate to this style more. And that's why I love it. I'm cool with that. But don't say it's nicer than black thought. Just say you can't relate to that. It's stuff. almost.
1: It's almost like you got to separate it. You got yeah. the cannabis flow. Like I got. I got my. I I went through and organized my Spotify playlist. Yeah. The other weekend, and I got hip hop, rap, lyrical, Jedi mind tricks, all that boom bap <laughs> is just its own stuff. Shout yeah. out to King Magnetic. I was listening to him this morning as well too, but. When I'm in a vibe, like when I do that, especially when I'm cleaning and stuff. Like if mm. I'm if I'm going, I'm setting stuff up, and I have to play music for the house. I can't always. My they don't want to hear Griselda all the yeah, time. Yeah, like that's true. When yeah. I'm in the shower and stuff, it's I'm gonna play something that might be a little melodic because I yeah. know people can hear it. And that's when cool. I have my headphones on and I'm going nuts and stuff. Sometimes I just want to hear. I've been on a Vinnie Paz kick lately. Oh
0: wow, Vinnie Paz! I know they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> me. Somebody in the comments is gonna
1: be like, "How you shout out King Madag and Vinnie Paz?" Watch, but yeah. it's all good. Um yeah,
0: and he's he's definitely a legend for sure. He's a, that's a Philly bull too.
1: But they got a lot of younger dudes too. Like I like Esoteric. Uh Apathy was on a track with some dude, man. There was I, I forget. There was two white rappers I was listening to lately. One of them is one in Tech Nine Strange Music, uh, Jerry Robinson. Shout out to Jerry
0: Robinson. I'm not sure if I heard it. I think that the I Dope. think uh, what's his name? Is it Riz? Ritz, 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 or something like that. I remember hearing it's he was Ritz pretty nice. Music? yeah. He he raps like fast. He yeah, raps he, a little more like. Yeah, tech. He was pretty dope. I haven't I haven't heard. Of, I do I do like techno 9 N9. tech a 9 is a legend. I just can't always vibe with his in particular because some of his shit is just out there too much for me. Just my personal taste. But I think skill oh, wise, man. he's up like he's. I mean, you can't listen to him and not be like, "This dude's not incredible." No,
1: he drops the incredible stuff, and he drops Caribaloo. Like I think I think let's talk about tech for a second. The interesting part about his career is he started with a failed album that they tried to market to black people when he had orange hair and he was like <laughs> he's like they're not relating with this you know what i mean like i'm in a jumpsuit with orange spiky hair and twisties and stuff (laughs) so he bought his album back i think that was angelic and Mm, or re-released it i don't know what the exact
0: that's Mm. one on the cover when he's look crazy and the dreads are going everywhere I i think he's got
1: the orange hair in it
0: yeah and he's like his hair's going crazy i think yeah that was the one that got him out there but he dropped that independently and sold like a million copies yeah he's and his hustle is crazy. Owns he probably, all his
1: masters. He's got like 30 albums, I think. Something crazy like that. Probably more. Well, plus, more than that, more artists than that. Yeah, he's... Sess Crew got multiple albums out. Ritz got multiple albums out. Jerry Robinson, I don't know how many he's got. I don't know if he's newer or if I'm just late, but uh, is I think Daylight... Well, no, Daylight's the song he got with Tech on it. Mm. but i don't remember what the name of the actual album is we don't got a jamie here ladies and gentlemen we don't got somebody getting uh, paid to just google stuff and pull it up
0: <laughs> everything that
1: you see up here is done in post so it's like <laughs> i'd love to get there but right now i'm worried about the recording dropping out of i start surfing the internet
0: <laughs> yo for real that should be done no oh, yeah he's yeah Tech, He's probably, <laughs> I don't know this factual, but he has to be like a, a top three most successful independent like MC that I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I think Joiner Lucas just passed him out. Joiner, independent wise, yeah. insane.
0: I don't know if it's more than Tech because Tech has been doing it for a longer time. But you it know, depends
1: it, on what rating you're going for. Yeah, man. he's been doing it for a longer time. But, I mean, in terms of
0: the money, because like, well, I the, think the tech streaming had a sales. Whole, Tech had a whole, like, I seen this, because, um, you know, for a while, he might still be doing it. Tech was dropping, like, documentaries with each album he was doing. I know he had one with six, um, all sixes and sevens and something else. And then... Um,
1: I don't know about the documentary. Special
0: effects. He was he was dropping, like, documentaries when we were showing how, like, he created the albums. He did that for, like, three or four albums in a row. I don't know if he's still doing it. But, um, yeah, I would go in there and they would show, he has a whole fucking building that's a warehouse where they make all strange music product like oh his merch and stuff yeah same. he was walking yeah. through the whole warehouse i, was, I don't think jordan lucas got that you know what i mean no 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 i just like, think the metrics
1: all. i think the metrics are different or honestly it might have just been a verse where he said i'm the number one independent artist in the world like I, i'm not citing my oh, sources here yeah, i'm cause. going uh but i mean in terms of i don't know if it goes by how much you tour or what goes with what because strange was strange tech tours and sells out and stuff like that yeah. but it's not like madison's did he sell out the garden i don't oh. think he does things
0: on, on i'm not sure
1: well let's kind of gear away from that thing because i don't yeah. want to be dropping facts that i don't know but yeah. the interesting thing was he put that uh the acronym was b-i-t-c-h bitch <laughs> breaking into colored houses oh yeah i've heard that. <laughs> and he's like i'll be the first rapper to break into black folk yeah. i think that's the one with t-pain on it It has T-Pain on it. And he did T-Pain on all sixes and sevens. He had features with Lil Wayne. He had a couple people, like big names that he bankrolled for them to be on. I was like, oh, he's trying to break into the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Like.
0: Yeah, he's doing his thing. It's hard
1: because if you, it's like trying to tell somebody to watch Marvel now that (laughs) didn't know nothing about the comics, didn't know nothing. They're just seeing like Ms. Marvel or like whatever, whatever the new stuff they got coming out. Uh, you can't you can't do it. It's like watching Endgame. That's why I tell people what God did. It's like watching Endgame without watching any of the Avengers. If you don't know Jay Z's whole career, mm-hmm. like there's
0: even oh damn, my bad. It's all good. I got I got alarms going off and shit. It's all good. How are you on time? You gotta get out of here. Or? No, no, I'm good. Cool. I, just, I just have like because you know when you be getting old and stuff, you just be forgetting everything. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I have stuff to, to remind me by this time. You know what I mean? Do this. Well, that reminds
1: me. I did forget to put airplane mode on, so hopefully nobody gets a (laughs) nobody gives a call or whatever. But we'll still have the audio version. I'm excited about this, man. I'm glad you could come over. This literally, this is for you. This was this was something. I mean, it's grown into something that could be for other people. But I wanted to see you to be able to have a an outlet, and I just think this album is so important. You know, I've been doing your albums for a while, and they're always at a different point in the life
0: yeah man. but
1: this very much says it's not like you're at the end of the road it's just that you're finally aware of the journey now
0: mm. yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah that's true
1: you know you're not in anywhere zen buddha or whatever but you're able to do there's a i'm gonna recommend a book for you you know uh robert green i've heard, heard of the of power
0: I've, yeah, yeah i've heard of that I He's got another
1: though. one called Mastery. You never read 48 Laws of Power? No. I got it in my office. I'm going to let you hold it. Gotcha. Will you, will you at least page through yeah, it? Yeah. You can't read it front to back. It's a fucking encyclopedia.
0: Bro. Oh, it's like that. 48
1: man. Laws of Power. He goes through each of the, he gives a law of power, and then he goes through an example of that law, like how somebody in history followed it. Mm-hmm. Then he goes through the reversal, like how somebody reversed it. Mm. so like it's real cool like one of the laws of power is always appear dumber than your mark Mm. so he tells a story about how these guys conned a bunch of rich people into they literally just paid for raw gems and laid them in a mine and they're like oh we don't know we think we found something you guys want to get some excavators and they were like yo we're gonna take advantage and we're gonna sell it he's like i don't know name your price he once they tricked the experts once they had the experts like oh yeah these guys I don't know what they're sitting on.
0: Yeah. then they, it was over. Yeah.
1: They, they, they made like a ridiculous amounts. So then it'll also go and it'll tell you what is the reversal to always appear dumber than your mark. Like uh pickpockets will put up signs that say, uh, beware of pickpockets mm. and they'll watch people watch that sign and reach for where their wallet is. Mm. So it's like,
0: yeah, I got you. I don't, it's, it's
1: just all sorts of cool stuff like that, but it, it's it's made to be referenced. It's all sorts of different things you could learn from. But he's got another one, another encyclopedia called Mastery. You'd be really into it. It's about Gosh. how we learn things and how we at first we like we think we know it all. And then as we get better, we start to realize the mistakes we're making. Then we get so good that we don't have to think and our brain kind of automatically corrects those mistakes when we're when we're sleeping. Mm. It goes through the whole thing and like ties it into the human existence. How we learn through our life it is ridiculous.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Well, yeah, it's it's true. Like you're always uncovering new stuff about you. I I had just um I think I yeah posted yesterday because I was talking to my boy at work, and he was talking telling me about his whole um journey with like math and <laughs> like random conversation how like he had issues with math growing up. And I and I was thinking of myself, so I was like, you know what I did too. I never really like I stopped liking math. And then when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? But I did, I did pretty good in math up until ninth grade, my um algebra, algebra one. I did really good. And that's when I was still in Philly in ninth grade in Bartram. And I remember I had um Mr. Richmond, he was super dude, like like thicker chubby black dude. He was hilarious. He was super smart dude and caring and charismatic. And I remember one day he had me cracking up at after class. We're standing in the hallway. He had me rolling like I was crying. I was like, this dude is hilarious. And then I came in the next day and they said he died of a heart attack. And I was like, damn, yo!" and like that, the whole school, like it just is like a dreary vibe. And then when I thought about it, I was like, yo, after that, I never did good in math again for the rest of high school. Even when I came to Allen, like I was only getting C's and D's until I grad. So I did enough to graduate. You know what I mean, but I I never did good. I never got another A in math after that. And, I, and when I was talking to my boy about that, I was like, "Yo, I really had trauma from that." And yeah. the, like, and that's something like my album's been written for, done, recorded for a couple months now, but I'm still uncovering shit. You yeah, know, what yeah. I was like, yeah. "That's crazy!" Like, so you're always going to be discovering new things about yourself. The point is to be aware of these things and to acknowledge them and. To okay, what can I do going forward? Now, because I'm not in school presently, I wouldn't be able to apply that. But for something else, when I go to learn something, if there's resistance in my body about it, Maybe I should explore that more. Why do I have resistance about learning a certain subject? Is Makes there anybody sense. in my life where something might've happened when I was first introduced to this subject that would make me have resistance to it? So now- It blew my mind. So that literally put- <laughs> <laughs> yo, but, <laughs> yeah, I'm asking some questions you know, right now. No, but that's, that literally, this shit just happened yesterday, bro. Like I'm telling you, like, this is mad exclusive. Like this shit just happened yesterday. So I was like, yo, so now, just that lesson itself, like that can make that into a whole track if I wanted to, you know what I mean? And that's not even on the album. This is just like, this is the bonus track right here. You know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, I was like, he's plugging a, he's plugging the part two, the, you know what the EP I mean? that drops afterwards. You know
0: what I mean, like this is crazy, but I mean, that's how it is, bro. Like every day, like I pick up things and I pray for the awareness to be able to capture those moments so that I can express them in the most... Precise way possible because we can always express ourselves all we, all we want. I know for years in my life, people would say communication is key. Communication is key. No, comprehension is because you could talk to your blue in the face or somebody, you could try to communicate. But if y'all arguing the whole time, that was a wasted hour yeah, or two no of your time. Comprehends. Yeah, so I always try to find understanding, even if I don't agree with you. If I can understand at least where you're coming from, then at that point, I can make an assessment. Are you the type of person that I should be around? that doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person it just means that our energies aren't aligning and i'd rather be around more people that align with my energy just like you should want to be with people that align yeah. with your energy and it's okay to respect those differences and walk away from people people always think because you walk away from them that you have beef or you hate them no a lot of times it's just a difference of opinion that's it because just the way i think and the way i govern my life and it's good for me might not be good for you based off of your upbringing what type of food you eat, anything, your health situation. Like I could eat certain things right now that make my body feel great, but you might have an allergic reaction. So you yeah, eat that yeah, same yeah. thing that's making me healthy is making you sick. So how is that helping you? We have to be aware of all this shit. It gets deep. And just like, I remember when, um, and this, this blew my mind personally, cause I never thought about it until I got more into meditation and learning about the mind and how, Literally, your mental health controls so much. You know how when people would be like, "Well, this person was healthy all their life, and their brother was was um, was drank and smoked and that person outlived the healthy person." So, kind of do what you want and stuff like that, because you yeah. never know. There is some truth yeah. to that, but what people don't get down to the to the little details sliding under that is that the person that was smoking and drinking had a healthy mindset. Yes, maybe they were putting. Physical stuff that wasn't always great in their body, but their mind every day was like, yo, I'm happy. And just that thought of euphoria in your brain, like raises your body levels up so much. Then if you're putting stress in your body, you're getting healthy, but then you're in a state of depression. And the way you could prove that is you could go to work. You know, how most people that go to work every day, they have a routine down, especially if you had a job for a while. Yeah. Literally, you could go to work. And have a day and just be thinking regular thoughts, oh, this is a solid day, and go to work the next day and think about something that happened 10 years ago and do the exact same thing, but that day is horrible. Yeah. Which lit- and you can have knots in your stomach in there, which literally proves that the way you think changes the dynamic of the way your body feels yeah, yeah oh yeah so stress li- everything yeah like literally you could do the same exact thing but what happens up here changes the whole perspective of your day for you so imagine if i if i go up and i just put pressure on your neck right now for two for like 30 seconds you be like yo that feels uncomfortable what the fuck and then i let go and you be like all right now if i held that down for like a day now you might have like oh shit i might need to get a massage there's a knot in there now mm-hmm. imagine i held that down for a year 10 years now you might have health issues yeah. that's what you do when you go into depression so literally you could be doing healthy shit all this stuff you know what i mean to put in your body but if you put that constant stress on your body it's yeah, gonna yeah. kill you quicker oh, yeah. than somebody that's happy but maybe drinking every weekend and that's the piece that they don't talk about so they just be like oh so just eat whatever you want to and be unhealthy because people just die no because this person had a happy mindset and this person didn't That's the thing we're not talking about, how powerful mental health is. Now, if you imagine a person that eats healthy, does everything well, and has a happy mindset. Yeah, right. That's a monk somewhere in the mountains and like one living to 150, you know, that's that dude. And that's where I'm trying to be. (laughs) You know what I mean? I've
1: experienced both sides of it. I'm not like 30, 40 pounds down now, Mm. but that's my second time losing 40 to 60 pounds. Mm. I did that in my 20s as well, too. (laughs) Gained it back. So... I know what your body feels like when it's craving the grease and that stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I, I can say that since I stopped drinking, my mental health is, it's just ties hand in hand. So like drinking's not for everybody. You know what yeah. I mean? Some people could drink every weekend. They'd be fine. My mom yeah. drinks like uh she drink blue moons to drink like two or three a couple nights a week. Yeah. She's not an alcoholic. She's fine. That's not my story. I can't,
0: yeah, I, I can't you. do that. Neither can but, I. I stopped drinking since December. So in a couple yeah. months, it'd be a year for me. I just woke up and was like, I'm done. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, nah, so. definitely. But oh, I just thought of something. Did you see that link that I sent you where it was like uh, XXS Tentacion versus Biggie and
0: Pac? Oh, I didn't see it. I don't think I've seen that
1: where's my phone do you got your phone
0: on you yeah i don't I don't think i've seen that ah no.
1: we'll we'll find it I'm not gonna be able to throw it up in post because we'll get a copyright issue but um yeah <laughs> you probably can't even be. play it on your phone but I just wanted to talk about it if you saw it did
0: you send it on on facebook
1: um probably would have sent it on facebook
0: oh yeah because i' don't, I't don't see nothing. like I'm already at September Eleven. For oh, this you. was a this was a minute ago. Oh, so it was a while. This was little. like
1: before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll look it up. I mean, you could look it up. Probably rap battle, Pac versus Centacion, but they animated it like Dragon Ball Z style. Oh, right. So it was like it started with the beat going, and it was like it was. Uh, I forget if it was the beginning of uh, the West Side. Uh, what's that track with Pac? Or whatever, where he's like, look at him over there or something i forget not, but he's talking sure. shit on every every track oh, yeah. that opens but they made it and it, it was like they were walking in heaven and they looked at each other they had the whole dragon ball z mountain area cleared out with the thunder oh, shit. and when Pok starts rapping he's like powering up oh shit no i didn't see that that's crazy i'm gonna show it to you man it's it something they, we were it. they were battling oh, they were battling they did a verse from Pok, then they did i think a verse from uh juice world or XXX Tentacion,
0: Oh shit. And there were
1: people watching the battle, they were like, oh man, Pac's getting smoked. But then like as the dust settled, Pac was still standing there. And then he drops the uh the biggest. Matter fact, was
0: it was it um damn. Was it like um South Park graphics?
1: Similar. Yeah, like I South think Park. I, know, Dragon I Ball think Z. I do
0: remember that now. but I watched it in the morning. So that's why I'm thinking about I was like, yo, I think it was like a South Park um yeah. park type graphic. I think I do know what you're See,
1: talking about. See, that's where Somebody, either somebody my age did it, but I don't got the time to do something like that. Yeah, that, like the was, anime that was detailed thing, that as was, hell. Yeah,
0: like that's crazy.
1: If somebody, somebody wants to sponsor me and bankroll me, I'd love to do something for hip hop like that. But back when we were in the day, we had a little Blink-182 and they played it over top of Dragon Ball Z Clips. It was like super blurry GIF, pixelated, but it was just Adam's song by Blink One Eighty Two mm. to like Vegeta falling. <laughs> Somebody just put those two things together and made like me. Yeah. I think
0: that yeah, that's dope. And I and I think now that now that you're saying, it, I do remember because I think I remember because I know like the Hit 'Em Up song. They took the pieces out of it that could be applied to everyone. Yeah. Instead of like, because he had a lot of biggie stuff he was saying there. So he took out the parts that could be generalized. And I remember it. I was like, yo, that's dope. The way it's like, it's like he's really yeah. talking to him. I was like, that was it. So I do remember that. Yeah, that was a minute ago you sent that to me.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I do remember watching that though. Yeah, that was fire though. And it shows you like, like, and I think the beat they had was a more like, um, more recent beat. It showed you how timeless um Pops flow is. I was like, that, yeah. that shit on oh, yeah. fire on that beat. <laughs> but that, that opened up a hole. That
1: had me... <laughs> I went back to the Resurrection album with the, the soundtrack that Eminem produced. Oh, with, wow. Uh, running. Yeah, Why yeah. Why am I dying oh, yeah, to that's live crazy. if I'm just living to die? Wow, yeah, I remember that shit. That was crazy. <clears throat> yeah, man. It's a, it's so much, so much. I, I still, I'm excited about this content coming out. I like JID or JID.
0: Oh, yeah, his his album, what's it, the Forever Story? That new one that dropped. That's, that's a dope album. The
1: Forever Story, what? He started with the never story,
0: right? Yeah, then the, there's this new one's called the forever story. It's actually his best album. in My opinion, he did It's very intricate. He's going in mad different, very personal, a lot about his family stories yeah. about his family he his family singing on it with him. He got clips from stuff that they're doing. Like it's very intricate. Like he kind of handles it. And I don't want to compare it for people to be like going to it, with, but it's kind of like attention to detail the way Kendrick, went into Good Kid, Mad City. Wow. Like that type of level of attention to detail where everything, he's even singing on the album and he sounds great to the point you don't think it's him first. You'd be like, wait, but you no, hear this.
1: He sang on uh, Working Out. He yeah, had uh, a song called Working Out. He sang the hook yo, he
0: said, I forgot the name of the song on the album, but just like halfway into it, he's singing. I was like, yo, he can like, it's, and I'm not even bullshitting you. It's to the point where if J was like, yo, I want to make like a singing EP, I wouldn't be like, I was like, all right, it's yeah. probably going to sound fire because he yeah. could legit sing. You know, that's I was crazy. like, put it this way. He could get on a song with Anderson Pac right now. Yeah, yeah. And they could go back and forth and you wouldn't be able to tell me who had the better singing performance. Like, that's how good of a singer he is. And that's I didn't dope. know Jid had that in him. I yeah. was like, yo, this is a ne- nice new wrinkle to his whole, you know what I mean? His whole artistry. I was like, that is great. So yeah, he did a great job on this project. I definitely fuck with it. It's, it's dope, especially like, how we talk about like new and old generation, like that sounds completely new. Like it's today's hip hop, but done very detailed and intricately while still having great songwriting. Cause he has turned up joints and all that, but he handles everything with a level of detail that us older generation appreciates. Do your fun shit, do this, do your life shit, but do it with a level of detail. where we know you cared about it and Jid's the perfect explanation for that. A young rapper that, spits nowhere near the Griselda cadence that I personally love, yeah, yeah, but he yeah. does it with such detail that I'm like, I fuck with that just as much as Griselda shit. Well, he
1: also got that, he got that accent. He got like a different accent. Yeah. So one thing I always try to remember, like coming from the East Coast and getting used to East Coast rap, we're used to hearing that East Coast accent or that yeah. Philly accent. Yeah, he don't so, have that at all. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of newer rap, a lot of newer rap, it's just proper English. Yeah. It's... They pronounce things the way they're meant to be pronounced is
0: unless like, you're a mumble rapper, right?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the mumble rap. But honestly, like you said, for understanding differences and being able to respect it, I can't get mumble rap. I can't do it. But yeah. I also can't do what Lil John and the Yachty or Lil Lil John does and all that. Like I can't do the East Side Boys. I yeah. can't make music like that. I've tried to make a club banger. I yeah. it's just it's just not me.
0: That's uh, because we're overthinkers and we're always thinking about yeah. the next bar. Them dudes is exactly. going off a of feeling. Like, I know this um shout out to um LG is Izzy. Um, young boy, he be doing music, he's doing a lot of stuff out here, yeah, in Lehigh Valley. I remember I had a conversation with him one time because he Izzy would drop so much stuff in the studio. Like, I remember he showed me before he dropped like a project years ago, he had like 40 songs in a clip, just chilling because he's always in there recording. I'm like, bro, like what? And and he'd tell me he just goes off a of feeling. Like, I'll watch him sometimes. I'll go down there, and he mm. wouldn't even, he wouldn't write. He would go sing a couple lines, and then he'd just pace around the room for like five minutes, and then he'd have a couple more lines in his hand and keep recording. He would record himself sometimes. And that's how he does it, just off of his feeling. So it's not really intricate, but it's a real feeling. And he's a he's a vibing-type dude, and he goes off of what he feels and and the songs come out that way, and that it's a it's lot cool. easier to be catchy that way too, because you're going yeah. off a feeling, you're in tune with the melody. Where me, I'm sitting here like, then putting yeah, pieces. A lot stuff. of times, I write it to a different beat. <laughs> I write it to the Ship ones beat. Yo, know <laughs> seriously, like when you write shit to that, there's no way you could go off. Or you, you sitting there trying to piece stuff together all intricately, and and these dudes out there just vibing. So I think, I think there's a beauty to both. You know what I mean? And, and the real special rappers are the ones that put both of them together, and that's when oh, like, they put melody and heavy bar structure together. You that dude's been, different. You know who's <laughs> you know? been, uh,
1: probably, I guarantee Spotify's gonna say it's my most listened to this year. Um, you fuck with St. Saint John? St. Saint Jen?
0: I've heard of the name by haven't Listen.
1: I'm gonna put you on a couple of tracks. He got, he got some with, uh, he got a track with Lil Baby that really put me onto it. I think it's called, like, 5,000 Singles. It's just like... 5,000 Singles. Yeah, it's like, it's auto-tuned it's like yeah. upbeat and then when i started listening to his other stuff he got like a melodic flow but it's kind of like rap singing mm. like i don't know and it's it's kind of like remind me, you remember when like tony sunshine would have an r&b voice like he could really sing yeah, yeah. but he's rapping about killing people yeah. and loading up the clips and stuff like <laughs> well, cool was, he,
0: he was with, pun and fat joe they yeah. was in the streets doing crazy yeah. shit
1: <laughs> yeah it's like it kind of reminds me of that. he'd be like melodically talking about oh. loading up a semi but uh, but man, I'll put you on to some of his music it's not it's i I don't think it's rap mm. I don't think it's it's like very melodic. Mm. He sings hooks, but it's not r and b it's like some new stuff. He's yeah. wildly popular though wildly wow. wildly popular tons of streams yeah there's
0: so much stuff out there that's the one thing i can say when people say stuff about hip-hop hip-hop is such in a good space if you're actually like a listener of it i'm not like a not a casual listener that listen to a little hip-hop here and there but if you're immersed in a culture there's so many like there's dudes with like fifty thousand followers that live off hip-hop like they literally make thousands of dollars you know what i mean and provide for their family and they have fan bases and they have like Seven eight albums worth of material that sound official sonically inter artistic, and they live off of hip hop and the average listener never hear of them and because they don't, they'll think hip hop's in a bad place, but there's like literally thousands of artists like that yeah. now there are the others that are struggling to never do anything, and then there's the next that are like a tear past that a tier past the 50K would be like Griselda because they're like known, but they're not known, known. And then after that would be like the yeah, J. Cole. Griselda was,
1: falls, falls in a weird place. It does. They because seem real, real popular they for are someone real who's popular. underground.
0: They're real popular, but Griselda's kind of at the space that Talib Kwali was at when he did Get By. It's like he was popular, but gotcha. he wasn't Jay Z famous. Yeah, and that's how I look at like Griselda's
1: playing it because everybody's playing it. Yeah, not everybody's playing it because radio's playing.
0: Exactly, it. like is at that Talib Kweli space, but where Jay Z was at, then that's where like say Drake is. Now, Well, Drake's probably past that because Drake does like international music and stuff like that in terms of popularity. But like this Drake, and then there's like I would say Kendrick and Cole right under that in terms of popularity, and then you, the Griselda, the you and know, stuff like that. terms of popularity but yeah man this hip hop's a crazy thing i know you're talking Mm -hmm. about some of the like the mama rappers i remember one dude that i got i don't listen to him but i got appreciation for what he does was like i think it was and who was it was it who dropped the album jeffrey was it little baby jeffrey he did he dropped the barter six or something like that was that that wasn't little baby
1: no, nah, I I can't. Was that, tell Lil y- I can't y- tell you none of Lil' Ma- baby's Ma- name. Maybe it was Lil Yachty.
0: Was uh, whoever whoever dropped the album called Jeffrey when he had the Japanese hat or whatever the Asian like hat whatever. I can't remember the name of that whatever rapper mm-hmm. that was. I think it was Lil Yachty. I don't know, but he he had a um he had a couple songs where he wasn't saying anything, but the way he was rhyming his cadence to these melodies was so inventive. Like, I, I never heard cadences like that before. I was like, what? I was like, and I'm thinking, like, the lyricist in me, if you put bars in that, yeah. you would be hitting, like, a Royce the five nine type flow. Wow. Like, wow. that's how intricate his me- melodic presence was. He kept switching up cadence. He wasn't saying anything. Yeah,
1: he wasn't saying anything. But,
0: yet. But the way he was, I was like this shit is crazy from my artistic expression, but we're so bar heavy. If it don't got bars, I'm not listening to it. Like we get in that zone. Yeah. But when I just, when I put away, you know what I mean? My judgmental view and I just went into it listening. Like and I, I learned to appreciate them. I just, I w- I think it's Lil Yachty. I don't know. Whoever dropped the Jeffrey album. Cause I remember.
1: Somebody's listening to this screaming at the. Like TV, this right now, like this is who it, is. Like, who like, it is. Yeah, <laughs> put it up on the board. Yeah,
0: whoever dropped <laughs> the album called Jeffrey, that's what I'm talking about. It was a, it was years ago, it's but. It's probably
1: called like George or yeah. Jeff, Jeff yeah. with a G E O. Yeah, but it has
0: like a, it looks like a, some type of, I'm not sure what culture, but it's like of the Asian. And he had like one of those like samurai hats on. He was like this. I
1: feel like I've seen it. You know, I could Google. I have Google right here. But <laughs> you we going to mess it up. It's cool.
0: But I think yeah, it was around that time where I listened to him. I was like, yo. And that's why I started learning to appreciate these vibers more is because of him. I was like, yo, some of them really have some brilliant cadences. I just personally, personally need more substance in order to relate to it so that I could yeah. connect with it. Because I could... Other than that, like I'll listen to it and I'll appreciate it in a moment. I'll never listen again. If you got content that I that's relatable, even if I can't, even if I didn't experience your story personally, if you do it from the heart and it's detailed enough where it follows a story, beginning, a yeah. middle, and end, and it's told coherently with words and you're not mumbling through shit, I could vibe with you. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. I feel where you're coming from. Cause you don't every movie we've seen that might have touched us hasn't been stories that we've been through but because it was depicted the right way, we think of putting that right actor in that role. He killed that role. I felt it. I never went through that, but the way he, he presented it was something so compelling and captivating that I was drawn into it. Same thing with music. I don't have to experience everything to go through, but if your performance and the way you convey it is so brilliant, then it's like, it's undeniable. And that's all I'm saying is no matter what you talk about it, just make your performance undeniable. So I can at least connect with you on some level. Say you know, say real words. Say something that's that's real to you. You know what I mean? Because everybody has a different experience. I'm not going to be able to experience everything, but I could still respect your perspective.
1: Who's the? This had me think of somebody recently, and it's going to mess with me. It's another white rapper I've been listening to. Uh, I think Prof P R O F. You ever heard of him? I don't don't know know. if he's popular or not. I don't think so. Something came up, and just the way that he was rapping on it it was like goofy it was like he wasn't taking it serious but he actually had bars and then i looked up the video and it was like like g-easy does this a lot where he'd be like in like an old newscaster suit and they'd be moving like it's in the 50s <laughs> like it's all production yeah. but yeah i mean hang on give me one second
0: uh-oh Technical difficulty. <laughs> no, nah, we should be good.
1: Might have gotten quieter, but I turned you down a little bit. You were getting, you were getting into it. I was it. getting mad hype. <laughs> but it's all good. Just be more posts later. Uh, so I wanted to get back to your album for a little bit. I had some notes here. Give me one second. So you told us about the growth. I wanted to know, the one bar that stuck out to me was, and shameless plug, the album is called Writing to Heal. We had spoke about having like therapy through writing, Mm. your process, What does writing mean to you? You kind of lead it that you come into the conclusion that you change your goalposts. The goal is not to be the next Jay-Z with your music. You want to elaborate on that a little bit?
0: Yeah, it's kind of, um, I would say around (coughs) 2007. Um, when I dropped the album called the classic, I had, um, I had ambitions at that time to be the best rapper. It was still that it was still like, I want to be that. So when I went into every bar, every concept or whatever, that was always in the back of my mind, no matter what I was talking about. And then um, you realize once you really get into it, that in order to take it as far as it needs to be, there needs to be a lot of crazy sacrifices. You have to have the right team around you. Like nobody could do it by themselves. And the first person that actually pointed that out to me, the first signs of that was when Jay-Z dropped the black album. And I looked in the linear notes in the back of the book and he was saying, yo, I couldn't have got this far without my team. He said that yeah, yeah. like you can go get the black album and read that shit in the back in the notes. And he said, I couldn't got this. Far. I was like, wow, Jay Z saying this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when he signed, and then again, I seen it again. And that same message was thrown at me when J Cole dropped the sideline story. And that's Jay Z's artist. He signed, he signed J Cole to um, the rock nation joint. And in the back, the first thing, J. Cole said was, yo, you cannot make it this far without a team. Yeah. He was like, because you can't do everything. And I always used to think that there was something I was lacking. Like, And I realized that I would have teams over the years, but everybody wanted to be a rapper. It wasn't like you're just doing the photos. You're yeah, just doing yeah, yeah. the promotion I'm rapping, you're just doing that. Everybody's like, all right, so it's my turn. So they're helping you, but they're not really helping you because they're waiting for their turn. You know what I mean? And we are never on the same page. Like, let's all go on, on my album. Now let's all go on his album or let's go on her album, whatever. Everybody was always out for themselves, not in the like selfish, like fuck this dude, because I'm still cool with nah, everybody. There's
1: some sort of altruistic motive. I get yeah. what you're saying. And, and because second.
0: of that, that's why, like, I can never get out there. And then once I got to the point where I started figuring out things, then like I got married and I had children Yeah,
1: yeah and then
0: yeah, yeah. I don't care what nobody says. And I this is actually a small pet peeve of mine. I say small because only time like I only talk about this once in a while, but it's when dudes be like, yo, I got children and I'm more successful. Well, first of all, bro, you was probably selling drugs. I don't sell drugs. Yeah. I go to work every day. So I don't got a hundred stacks just to put up on music. So that's how you got up on me because you were doing something illegal. while I wasn't too, um, you know, I mean? o- outside of doing that, they'd be like, well, I have, I have a wife and I have children too. Yeah. But your wife hates you. Your girl's always posting bullshit about you. My wife actually is happy. You know what that requires? <laughs> that means that I have to spend time with her. You can't tell me you got a girl too, but you're not spending time with her. Once you invest time with somebody that takes what time you have to spend time. You have to build rapport that takes away time from doing music and all the other shit. Kids that have an actual relationship with your children, you have to spend time with them. I'm I'm going seeing my daughter do cross country, my son doing hip-hop dance classes, spending time with him, telling them different things to be as a man, getting on them about yeah, their yeah. chores, making sure they're academically right. What do you need from me? That takes time. If you're not doing that and you're just a high-and-by and then and, and taking pictures, yeah, you look really good. But no, your kids and your wife or your girl is suffering. So don't hit me with that bullshit. I got a wife and a girl, and I could do this too. No, m- my dude, you're not really doing it. You're doing the shit for the gram, but you're not really putting in the hours. Cause if you are in the hours into your family, you wouldn't have time for music. You know what I mean? I, that makes me hot. You know what I mean? Because I hate when people try to put that image out there. Like, you no, you can't. First of all, you need a team, and then First of all, at some point, you got to make a decision what you're going to sacrifice for your family. And since um, I came up in a single parent home with my mom, I understand what it's like to not have the other parent around. You know, now I've been over the years, like I went through a lot of anger towards my father. And we've had a conversation last year where we're at speaking terms now, you know what I mean? But I went through a lot of anger and stuff. towards him, And we got to a point like we're talking now, like I sent him pictures. We cool. We're not perfect or nothing like that. But we got to the point where I could actually have a conversation without being angry. You know what I mean? So it's just just one of those things where the combination of all those things, the only time you ever see a rapper have a healthy relationship with his kids is if he made it, then he started a family. That's why Jay-Z able to have a great relationship. He ain't have children until after yeah, he was he already super rich.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Like every other rapper that i seen, you That's go look true. up interviews about their kids, they're like, yo, I lost mad time with my kids, and it suffers from one of my favorite underground rappers, Joel Ortiz, and he was never even out there out there. He even says in songs that he, his kids suffered because of it. Now he's trying to play Ketchup. I don't ever want to play Ketchup with my daughter and son. Yeah. And, and when I looked at it from that, I was like, if I make it off of me being a husband and father and I'm still able to do it, all right, cool. If not, that's fine. I do music and hip hop because I like the feeling I got when to bring it full circle when I was at the flagpole with John Well and, and I spit something, I got a reaction out of yep. him. You know, and, and yep. people hearing my bars, and or when I was going back and listening to Rock Kim and KRS One and studying Chuck D and Ice Cube and Ice T, you know, up to Nas and Jay and Wu Tang, growing up on them, and then going up to appreciating Scarface and TI and Redman and Method Man and all. You know, I mean? when, when I got into all that stuff, I was like, I want to listen to everybody, you know what I mean? And going through the G Unit phase, and oh, wow, like, Look at the songwriting, the way they're able to consistently make catchy stuff, but still hit hard and DMX and, and Rough Riders, Jaded Kiss, The Locks, all of them like you study all this and you take pieces and then you develop your own style. And that's such a passion of mine that even without money, I'm just a a hip hop purist. I probably listen to like 50 hip hop albums a year. Most people don't do that. And that's like a bit obsessive, but that's how that's much why I am when
1: you said I'm a casual listener, you you i am I'm gonna run the tape back. I'm pretty sure you said you were a casual listener. Oh no, not
0: me. Not me. I'm definitely oh, not. No, you're saying
1: if you're a casual listener. Yeah, like listener. if if okay if, if I was, but <laughs> I no, am definitely cut I was
0: like no, no. You like, sent me
1: the list. Me <laughs> you you sent me the
0: list. No, I was I'm...
1: waiting for JID to drop something. You just gave me a review on it.
0: <laughs> oh, facts, y'all yeah, want in? I didn't
1: even hear that new one yet. No,
0: it's dope. It's dope, and it's very intricate. But no, that's what I mean. Like I listen to so much hip hop. You know, I mean? I'm so into it that that's that's who I would be without the money. And once yeah. I realize that, then I got to do music for me. And then I've I've been in situations where I know I have something to offer. Like I remember one time when I went um, to to church years ago and um, the pastor said that I could share something that was on my heart and um, I went up there and I spit acapella. It was like 40 bars or something. And it was just about what I was going through. I kept it clean because I was in a church, obviously, but mm-hmm. I spit something from the heart and how, where I was at in my life. And bro, when I was done, a 60 year old white woman and then like a, a 28-year-old thug dude, all whatever, both came to me separately in tears. Yo, what you said touched me. Both of them, two different types of people, went through different things in their life, had different opportunities, and they both were crying because what I said on the microphone, acapella with no beat, I was like, yeah, I got some shit to say.
1: Yeah, Nobody man. can
0: take that away from me. And I've done that plenty of times. I've spit stories, told stories on the mic, and people came with, yo, bro, what you said touched me. And I've had that. I went to Brooklyn and I was spitting and then this thing and people was talking and they stopped and it was like, and walked up and was posted up like, yo, like listening to me. I was like, oh, I know I got mm-hmm. some shit with me. Nobody can't take that from me. I could go in front of anybody and like, you know when I'm, you know what I mean? And start spitting stuff or a song or perform, you know what I mean? Get myself prepared and they're gonna feel it on some level if you like hip hop. If you don't like my vibe, the only way you wouldn't like me is just two things: either you don't like my style of beats that I pick; they're not for you. Yeah, there you go. Or you don't like the texture of my voice. That's, that's l- what I was gonna say. It's you know just, what I mean? If, if you're not into like the, my, my style or the texture of my voice, that's it. But the skill level is unquestioned,
1: dude. In Bevel Boy, <laughs> let me stop you. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take over for a second. In Bevel Boy, I think it was verse two.
0: On the beat switch. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was the craziest, Out of all your albums I've heard, that was the craziest. And correct me if I'm wrong. There could be something else, but that was the longest that you had the same pentameter going, and then the sentence switched up. The, I, I think you you were going, and then the beat switched, and then you started switching. You went on uh, yeah. like half measures. You yeah. were rapping faster. I was I was literally listening to it. I was like, that was one of my notes that I put in. I was like, that was that was really something. Um, And normally I don't hear like the stuff I hear on your albums is different than stuff that you're like featured with Gallo. You know what I mean? They're still that competitive and stuff. And that, that was kind of where I struggled with making music was pulling it all together. Cause I just love that hype. Just, I want to rap yeah. go in that battle cry. Joel Ortiz just, just want to spit. No, cry course. is crazy. That's battle crazy. crazy. Yeah, it is. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to listen to that when I, I leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh man. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I get into a zone. I still look for newer hip hop and I, I, as weird as it sounds, I'm getting a lot of it from the apathy uh, chris webby hasn't for a little bit but i would really like chris webby's stuff is just like it's weird it was fun it was like mm, yeah. talks about add and shit like that mm. just i mean it's weird to hear <clears throat> to to take like I, one of my biggest things with mental health was for me to go and identify as my condition and not just have it be like something separate or something i wasn't afraid of so the fact that chris webby could poke fun at himself for having add Mm. i think that's kind of a mentality that we should have yeah because people don't even people talk about mental health but they don't consider add a part of that yeah that's true that's just your kids being bad it's just a boy thing like Mm. they don't realize that and like to treat it with meth
0: yeah that's that's crazy
1: it's insane but (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna affect somebody with ADD's brain different than if I go and sniff an Adderall or something. You know, mm. it's it's just different. But um, I don't know. Let me see what else we got going on here. We're at a we're at an hour and fifteen minutes, bro.
0: Oh, that's what you're asking me about. Um, if I you said if I did something to the level of Bevel Boy or something like that.
1: Oh yeah, do you have anything else like that?
0: Uh. I've wrote so many things, it's kinda hard. And you're talking about just going in like that? Of uh, what what the style. I'm trying to think. I know I have a song called High Note that was on the nine no album. That second verse, I kinda did a whole bunch of rhyme schemes on that. Um think like the third verse on going all out. Do you know your verse for Bebel Boy, the second one? You know
1: with me, if I don't know the first couple lines, I can't remember the verse.
0: Oh my God. It's hard because a lot of times after I write an album, then I forget. I gotta practice.
1: So good. Is there any song other than Bevel Boy that you would want if we were to leak a track? What would you want me to play?
0: I'll probably um probably I climb out. That's a good one.
1: I climb out?
0: Yeah, what featuring um Bree. Yeah, that's that's probably a great one because that's kind of like you know what I mean, coming out of the first half of the album that I was so angry, a lot of the anger. Yeah. After being accountable for stuff. And it's like a, a good way to really tell people and, and not only that, but it's a banger too. Like the drums is heavy and it goes hard. So always like harder hitting shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, too. Yeah. So like
1: that snap.
0: Yeah, it has that snap to it. A good course on it. Well,
1: for people just listening, so you know, if you've been following Gil's career, this is one of the first ones that you had the parental advisory sticker on it,
0: right? Yeah, in a minute, it's been a while. And it was just it was just more of a um because a while ago I made a conscious decision to stop cursing in my rats for a while, even though I still kept my a content adult. It was always adult content. And and I'm not even going to lie. It came because a lot of times early on, I would have my daughter with me a lot when I had the opportunity to write. And, you know, you recite your stuff. So I was like, damn, I don't want to be saying this crazy. I don't want to say this crazy shit while she's sitting right next to me. So let me figure out a different way to still say this, but word it differently. So the challenge came because she was right next to me and she was a pretty content child. Once I got her or something, but she had to sit next to me. So I couldn't go too far. Go so I'll so no, be like, all right, sense. so i was like, all right, let me put my earpiece in to hear the beat. She's sitting next to me watching the show, but all right, so let me start writing and I would and I'll be mouthing it or whatever. And I didn't want her to hear me saying nothing crazy. So yeah, if, yeah. at least if I made it a little bit more intellectual that she couldn't process it yet, you know what I mean? And I could still get my point across exactly the way. So that's how it started trying to like write around her. That's crazy. And, and then I kind of just stayed in there. I was like, oh, I don't got to worry about making clean versions. Personally,
1: I feel like
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's a lack of vocabulary if you can't replace fuck.
0: Yeah. So if you I have mean, to say
1: fuck to, to show power, yeah, to show that presence, then you're just not as good of a lyricist. So for me, it was a challenge of finding ways to say around it. I, I don't think I ever recorded the N word I definitely didn't record F word or anything like that. I never put anything on my albums with parental advisory. Mm.
0: Yeah. But, I think with this album, since I went through so much of a, like a devastating, depressive, I think I needed to allow my, and with my kids being a little bit older and understanding and not like knowing that, like they know they've heard adults curse and they know they're not going to walk in a room disrespectful and cursing. And they know that now, whereas if when they were more impressionable for that to take place, that's why I was being careful about how I wrote when I had the opportunity to write around him. Now, like, my son and my daughter ain't going to go to work curse. And even if they heard me curse, you know what I mean? They're like, that's something adults do, you know what I mean? They know not to be going around not me. being disrespectful, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm bad in front of my kids, you know what I mean? First to admit it. I, mean I, I mean, I still do have slip-ups in front of them. But like I I control it, you know, what I mean, like it's it's not like I'm not just flying off the handle or whatever, because I don't like to raise them in that type of space. I want to be realistic, like this is how I feel and know, you know, I'll curse here and there, but I try not to be excessive with it because I don't want I don't want them to be in that type of space. I just want their energy to be good. You know what I mean? So I just I want to push. I want their space to be way more peaceful than mine was growing up. And that's what you really want. My mom. I remember when I 1st um became a homeowner at 30. She was like, baby, I'm, when she was still here, she's like, baby, I'm so proud of you because I didn't become a homeowner until I was like 45. You did it 15 years before me. That's success. And when I looked at it from that person, I was like, you know what? She's right. She looks at me like, yo, you're married and you're a homeowner by 30. I had none of that stuff at 30. And and she set me up so I was able to accomplish that. You know, so it's was like, word. So I got to set my kids up even better.
1: Yeah. I feel a battle coming on the battle of the dads. <laughs> Yo, Yo, I'm here with my kids. Yo, I still have a, I still have, yeah, but I had a house by 30. Yo,
0: <laughs> by 30. Holler at your boy.
1: Instead of dad jokes have yeah. like uh now that was that concept I was telling you about. Maybe I'll have you eventually write it for me, but we all end up at the same red light. You know, I had people growing up with me that it was like, Oh, you, you're not going to this college or you're not you're not doing that you're going off with the art you're going to do the art thing and it was a lot of people who went i've realized that when you compare yourself to other people like humble people are not in the, they're in the battle trying to figure out how to perfect themselves they're not sitting here trying to compare themselves to whatever like yeah i'm still going to take some things like People, hit, oh, what is he gonna be the next Joe Rogan? Was he no? That's cool. We'll figure it out. What is he gonna? Yeah, there's influences from podcasts I listen to. But shout out to your brother, Naughty Nuisance. We'll throw his tag up there. Yeah. Um I love the track that you have with Nigel uh, or to Nigel. Yeah. What's the name of
0: that track? Um, you came a long way.
1: You came a long way. That yeah. was a really good one. And that one is literally just bar for bar, talking at Nigel yeah just telling him like from like big bro in him pretty much yeah big just growing
0: him from from a kid to him now being a, a father of four and just everything i've seen him how his whole mentality changed because you know as a big brother you kind of look at your little brother the way you go through a situation and you're like man i don't want to be around him he's annoying and i am I gotta take him everywhere and going through that to the point where he became his own man and then we got respect and love for each other and then i seen him going through his stuff with, with mommy and I had to be the mediator for a lot of the stuff they went through and then how he started making her proud. And before she passed, she felt he was in a great place. And I just, when I looked at all that stuff and I wrote it down, I was just like, yo, you came a long way, bro. I'm proud of you. And I love you. And I just felt, I felt like, you know what? I never made a song about my brother. I was like, you know what? This is the time. Cause then right after that is a song about my mom. So I was like, yo, this is a perfect way to go from him to her. You know what I mean? Two, two of the most important people in my life ever you know what I mean so uh, that that's how I felt it was just like, it was the perfect time for that
1: madness dude it was it is really masterfully crafted. Mm. listen to the album a couple of times there's no problem listening to it front to back. That's some of the problems I've had with albums sometimes where it's like you got to listen to it in pieces, mm-hmm. you know, people throw seven deep tracks that all require you to break <laughs> them down and stuff. And It's like I was still trying to figure out what was going on on the last one. Now we're over here. Now, this is real even it starts with your personal journey. It starts with you coming to accountability and then your kind of message from that new perspective to your family and to your mm-hmm. loved ones. So. um Definitely check out the whole thing. We'll make sure you know, I'll time it so we can drop this so that the album is out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll either drop this like the 25th or if you drop it on the 24th, we'll have this part of your media run. So we'll yeah. drop it. like, And it's
0: going to be on all like streaming websites is going to be everywhere. But at the same time, I will be selling it on gillthompson.com as well. So if you want to support it and get it di- directly, gillthompson.com, you know what I mean? Yeah, and when you see that big logo, this man right here designed <laughs> it. He designed it. <laughs> he designed all the album covers that you're going to see on that website. Let's
1: throw up all the album covers you know, right now, <laughs> right? Just- Blue
0: shameless plug. You know we call that catalog, babies.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely have a catalog between uh singles and stuff. But look out for Writing to Heal, Gil Thompson on all streaming platforms now. Go ahead and grab that. We're gonna take a listen, wrap this up here. Unless you got anything crazy, I'm gonna play Bevel Boy.
0: Oh, yeah, I did want to give a shout out to um, my man Angel, aka Mr. Soundproof, A Murder. He produced the first um, I believe five tracks on the on the album, and then Jacque um aka triple threes produced the last four you know what i mean so i had two producers for the whole album you know what i mean they both of them they did they did their thing triple threes and mr soundproof they so if you like the beats them two dudes put their foot in it they you did find them thing.
1: on instagram or yeah, what yeah
0: yeah you find it. mr soundproof and triple threes and um, um mr soundproof just spelled out is for triple threes he puts t-r Three, the number three, the P L E, three Z. Like, so he spells it uniquely. We're going to throw it up yeah. there. There's, <laughs> just, a, there's was... no
1: way anyone listening on audio They're is like, man, I'm not that.
0: doing that. It's like...
1: <laughs> yeah. Now that works. Cool. So this is Bevel Boy off of the new album, Writing the Heal by Gil Thompson.
0: Yeah. step into a cypher with a purpose every fall shot perfectly aligned to shake you guys up a bevel boy I'm a bevel boy spittin' top notch rubber McCoy written it's Con, War, Lord, Diction, a bevel boy hitting, Ernie Shade, bare knucks, whipping, Collapsed lung, major limbs missing. The time approaches to evaporate you roaches. Cause I'm driven with the focus, on the deadly with explosive verbal stanzas, killer glimmer, a sophisticated mantra that I use to go to war with all the opposing propaganda. So, check your arsenal, all of your verbal weaponry, Make sure it's all collectively correct before you step to me. If you start dissecting me, what holes in that directory? I'll take the life from every shot you said more than vasectomies, to your faith, the great holocaust of a lost debate. I've lost my hate. A boss whose entire jaws up in caution tape. too ferociously victims inside side coaches. Stands and approaches with the facial expression. I smell atrocious. I killed it. Yeah, let that breathe a little bit. So your mind doesn't weave in a riddle hits. My brainstorm seeks seeds in the Jojo fits. Growing mental feasts all feed and can nibble bits I bear my soul when my people in a tightest spot Like instrumentals hit me with my guard down the writer's block Go to war with him. every ball gotta fight his plot lead the unethical deceased where the right. rock uh. Wait, you said you wanted to play I Climb Out,
1: right? Yeah Alright, introduce the track
0: Oh, it's still playing? Yeah. Still on? Oh shit. Yo, yo, this is Gil Thompson. Got a single called I Climb Out, featuring Bree, Angeli, off the latest album, Right into Hill, dropping October 24th, baby. Let's go. Beneath the rubble, in the darkest pits of my consciousness, is where the greatest version of me was buried. But I had to crack the foundation of who I was to build who I will be. With every trauma and tragedy, I clawed at the darkness until light shined in. And once I got a taste of that light, I stood up and ran through won't fall too strong. Look at my eyes and you'll see that I'm ready to rule all reign long. Over my doubts and my weak insecurities once I came hard. Striking, attacking the evil that lives in me, healing the source. Heating the core, lighting the match, burning the corpse. Still here, chin high. Knowing the route right that I took was the recipe made my soul strive. Giving me on what strength in my legacy, making me king. Over my mind, focus the truth, spirit combined. Now that I bring everything I'm meant to be through, lyrics I'm fine. Before the record, there's many things that I have rejected and disrespected my mental health when I don't correct it. My my mother died from a cancer. I feel my soul's infected. I know she's smiling on me. That heavenly angel is free. It's hard to pray. I'm resenting God and I'm trying to shake it. To honor what she believed and valued is very sacred. Even if I disagree, my kids are believing in me. To God and show that the quit is never the key. In the dark spaces, it seems to find out. I
1: have the strength and to climb out. On the end, I keep pulling, My grip's on the end, I keep pulling, In dark space, it seems I find out I have the strength in me to climb out. I climb out,
0: I climb out. My on edge, I keep pulling. My every finger was sliding because my spirit was hiding. Too many thoughts colliding, bashing my soul. I'm like a zombie that's hanging, rapid deterioration. I need my soul to awaken, tighten my hold, locked in, building muscle through my struggle. Dropping adversaries, mental pictures. I will always cry. Been. when I'm dealing with pain, feeling the same. Running from goals, filling my veins. surface of hate, blocking the truth that I could use. Hell of my stains. it's really getting wicked. My heart is too inflicted and. Heavily addicted to vices, I submitted. I really tried to quit it. I'm trapped and deeply knitted, twisted in a pit of existence. I know my mind invented. Tired of being careless, no longer will I wear stress. Daily in my life, enhancing all of my awareness. I'm still learning, but I found my direction. Resiliency is what I'm reflecting. In dark space, it seems I find out I have the strength to
1: be. My grips on the edge, I keep pulling. My grips on the edge, I keep pulling. In dark space it seems I find out I have the strength in me to climb out I climb out, I climb out My grips on the edge, I keep pulling.